Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology, and today I am going to give you my most optimistic take on Jupiter's entrance into Taurus for all 12 signs. So these are effectively like super positive horoscopes for Jupiter's entrance into the sign of Taurus. Now, I decided to do this because at the beginning of the month, Alex and I went over horoscopes for all 12 signs, and during that episode, we really talked at length about all of the different nuances, sort of the light and shadow uh, that you could experience with Jupiter going through um, all of the 12 signs or the 12 houses based on your rising sign. In this one, what I want to do is say, if everything were to go, you know, if everything were to hit the ceiling of what's possible with Jupiter and Taurus, this is where you could end up. This is what you could see. This is what you could look forward to. The reason I think that doing this is a good idea is because I think astrology, I mean, I'm just experiencing this as a content creator and as someone who's been doing astrology for a really long time. Sometimes astrology is just such a bummer, you know, like it's always one heavy transit after another. We've just come through, you know, Saturn entering Pisces and, you know, Pluto entering Aquarius and eclipse season. And it's been a lot. And so I thought, you know what, we have, there's more heavy transits coming. There always will be. But this week, let's include at least one video that's just like, where could we go if this went off more spectacularly than you could possibly imagine? Where could you see yourself in a year from now with Jupiter going through Taurus? So that's what we're going to do for today. Before we get into it, don't forget to like and subscribe. As always, share your comments if you have them. It really helps the channel to grow. And if you want to find a transcript of today's, of today's talk, it's on the website, nightlightastrology.com. If you have a story to share that is unique to your Jupiter into Taurus experience in the next couple of weeks, use the hashtag grabbed and then put the transit and your story into the comment section or email us your story grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. We'll be aggregating and sharing some of those stories in a later episode. Um, I also want to take you over. We are just a couple of weeks away from the start of my new class, Ancient Astrology for the Modern Mystic. It begins June 11th. Year two and horary classes also begin in June if you are already a student in Nightlight and looking to advance in your studies. Um, I want to take you to the page, go to the courses drop down, click on the first year course. And when you scroll down, you can learn about the program and everything that is included. Hear what alumni have had to say about it. There are 30 classes on the year. They are all held via live webinar. They're all about two to three hours each with uh, Q&A at the end. And then in between major units of study, we have breakout study sessions led by our staff uh, to help you integrate, ask more questions, make sure you're really getting the material before we move on to the next unit. And then we also have a forum discussion led by our staff and tutors as well. So there's lots of support built into the program. You get to keep everything. All the recordings are available to you for the rest of your life. You get to, you know, it's, it's like lifetime access to the uh, as long as we're around, you get to you get to keep everything and, and you can go onto the website and listen or download. At the bottom of the page, you'll find the options for uh, tuition. You'll find that there is an early bird payment that saves you $500 off. That is a great deal. It's our best deal. And then we have the 12-month payment plan, which you can use to spread the payments out a little bit if you'd like that. And also want to direct you to need-based tuition. Uh, tuition assistance is there for anyone who really wants to take the program, but is on a very tight or restricted budget. We know uh, that a lot of people are, are struggling out there, and we want to make sure that people are not priced out. So if you could use a little help to make it happen, tell us your circumstances. We'll be glad to work with you. We do have some of those still available, though um, we are trying to get people to sign up for that earlier because uh, it's harder for us to process a ton of those applications in the last week. So do us a favor. If you plan on using it, sign up now because that will get uh, get you in the system earlier and help us uh, not get totally slammed last week. So anyway, uh, that's it for announcements. I am really excited to go into Jupiter 
the most positive Jupiter horoscopes you've ever seen. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Jupiter's entrance into the sign of Taurus. Uh, that is happening on May 16th. That is Wednesday of this week. So we are prep, uh, we're prepping for this now at the start of the week. And um, I'm, I'm really super excited about this, probably because I'm a Taurus rising. And, you know, when Jupiter enters your first house, a lot of people get pretty excited about that. So I guess right now that's where I sit. I'm like, ooh, I'm excited about this. But I think everyone has room to be excited. And so this is the ceiling. If you hit the ceiling, if you break the ceiling and shoot off into space with this Jupiter transit over the next year, where could you go? What are the most positive, over-the-top positive things that you could see? Now, I don't want to get people's hopes up and like, this is going to happen. No, this is let's call it the, this is if you hit the jackpot, or or you could put it this way, the, this is the best of what you'll see. And you may not see that best of Jupiter all year, or every day of the year, but you may see little pieces of it. And that may be really helpful. So um, that's first, the first thing is just to, you know, I don't want people to feel like I'm pumping you up to or over promising and under delivering. It's very possible and very realistic that you'll see shadow and light from Jupiter over the next year. But every Jupiter transit is about possibility and potential. Where could this go if it completely went off in the right direction? So with that in mind, let's start with Aries rising. If you're listening to this as an Aries sun or rising, where could this go? We're talking about the potential for expansion, growth, abundance, development around things like your assets, your resources, your money, your finances. That's because Jupiter will be in your second house. So. Um, absolutely outstanding place for Jupiter to be in terms of the growth of business and, and skills and abilities and anything that serves as an active available resource for you in your life. Think of it growing and developing positively. That could be in, in, in things that are, you know, you grow your, you grow a garden, you grow and develop skills, you grow and develop money, you grow a, a business. So think about things growing and developing that serve as forms of support, aid, or resources in your life. That would be the ceiling that you're you, you have in front of you is to see a really positive year in terms of the growth of those kinds of things. All right. Well, if we put Taurus on the ascendant, then what we're looking at is the idea of growth literally in your body, physical growth, um, you know, development of muscle, of health, of well-being, of vitality. The, the development of a healthy new way of life or living could be there because the first house is the house associated with health, vitality, and well-being. Now, on the other hand, we also have the idea of um, ince inceptions in the first house, starting things. So imagine starting something, anything. It could be a business, a relationship, uh, moving somewhere. So you launch or you're launching a ship or you're starting a new chapter and you have the promise or blessing that it will go well, that it will be supported, that you'll find that there's like, you know, the wind at your back and smooth, smooth waters. So what I love about Jupiter in the first house is the idea that whatever you start has the, the aura of, of blessing, abundance, and support behind it. So you think of development also psychologically, that I'm growing as a person and that I'm reaching my potential, that I'm taking steps forward in terms of my individuality and self-expression. So positive growth psychologically, positive growth physically in terms of health and well-being, and support behind the things that you start or launch during this year ahead. Those would be the most positive blessings I could think of for Jupiter and Taurus in the first house. All right, you move it to Gemini. Gemini rising, you take Jupiter in the 12th house. Now, the 12th house is a difficult place. It's a place that was often associated with sickness, illness, imprisonment, shadows, unconscious material. But here's the promising thing. 
Anything in the 12th house is also seeking healthy, active incorporation into our, 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 our understanding of ourselves. And so you think of Jupiter in the 12th house and you think of integrating shadow material. You think of meeting the shadow and redeeming it. You think of the difficult work, but of the difficult work being rewarding work of things that could go bad that end up finding a silver lining. So when you think about the 12th house Jupiter, you think of redemption, healing, the understanding and integrating of shadows, all of that heavy stuff becomes rich, vital stuff that you're so thankful that you got in touch with because Jupiter makes it easier, makes it lighter to carry that load. And to me, that's the most positive thing you could take from Jupiter in the 12th, as well as any kind of humanitarian healing work, charitable work, uh, almost like periods of monastic solitude, uh, you know, exploration of our beliefs and the shadows of our beliefs being richly, um, you know, just profoundly rewarding things to explore in the year ahead. Now, if you go to Cancer, Cancer rising places Jupiter in the 11th. The most positive, expansive thing I could think of would be the development of groups of people, communities, friends, allies, systems, and networks of support that genuinely get you as a person and you get them, where there's just a sense of being seen and having a special role to play or of having the right kinds of friends and connections to be a part of something bigger than ourselves and to feel like we're joined with other people meaningfully and for there to be a rich sense of abundance and possibility and growth and happiness uh, around friends, groups, and communities. That to me would be one of the most positive things here. Or anything that's charitable or humanitarian or spiritually uplifting, learning and growth in communities and with other people. Also, um, anything that's earthy and sensual and related to the goddess or the feminine energy of Taurus in communities or groups could be um, amazingly positive for you. All right, that's Cancer. Let's move along to Leo. Well, for Leos, it's the career. It's your public facing self. You could see this as a, a, just a monumental year of growth around your profession. We're talking about, you know, expanse, expanded, uh, what am I saying? Um, expanded uh, responsibilities. Well, you know, that can be a little bit more work, but it's also like you're, you're being given more because you're stepping up somehow. Promotions, um, you know, success and victory, just generally speaking, Jupiter in the 10th was associated with victory and taking pride in work well done mastery in the development of, of greater um, fame or recognition in your work or your field relative to your station in life, I guess you could say. So you think of the most positive thing for Leos in the year ahead, and it's all about the pride you take in the work you're doing and the growth and potential there to uh, become something more, to do more, to feel better about what you're doing, uh, to receive more recognition for what you're doing, um, and also to just for there to be joy and some degree of abundance and satisfaction. Maybe that translates into getting paid more even. So I love that uh, career accomplishments for Leos. All right, let's go forward to Virgos. For Virgos, it has the mark of um, developing positively in the areas of uh, education, spirituality, religion. You could see meaningful or fruitful periods of travel or uh, any place that you're going for the sake of pilgrimage or spiritual or religious retreat. Think of places like libraries and universities and spaces of learning, gurus or teachers that are, you know, so I know not everyone's into gurus and everything like that. Um, I've dabbled in gurus in my life, and uh, I think that they can be wonderful. And sometimes they're, you know, it's not the right thing. So, but you get what I'm saying. Teachers, mentors, positive experiences around learning, spirituality, mysticism, travel abroad. And we're just, just think, 
my horizons are going to completely expand with Jupiter in my ninth house because of the things I learn, the people I meet, the kindred spirits that I develop soul connections with. Um, and the, and just the, also this idea of the, the, the feminine earthy goddess energy being a part of religious, philosophical, intellectual expansion. There's this rich sense of you getting wiser and uh, softer and, um, you know, in, in, in sort of a, a year of like positive exploration. So I love, I love that for uh, Virgos because it has the mark of like, you know, a year that could be very adventurous. Uh, but in, it's for some people that might be outwardly, you're traveling to Spain or wh where do they run with the bulls? Is that in Spain? You're going to go run with the bulls or something like Jupiter and Taurus in the ninth house, or you're going to go to, a, you know, a Zen retreat somewhere, you know, in, uh, some, some place, some exotic location and sit in silence for a week. And it's going to completely blow your mind. Those are the kinds of things that I'm imagining if Jupiter goes off in, you know, to, to the, to the 10th level of its awesomeness. All right, let's go to Libra. So for Libra, we're placing Jupiter in the eighth house. And for me, the most positive association with the eighth house here would be that there is a huge form of abundance, support, blessing, uh, when it comes to what is coming through other people in your life. So the eighth house thinking about shared <clears throat> shared resources. Ice cube, sorry. Of what other people have or are in possession of that they somehow gift you or share with you. And so that could be grants or loans or scholarships, um, but it could also be you know, emotional, spiritual, that, that there's something very rich that the, the presence of someone else in your life or of other people are going to be gifting you with something. That you're coming into a kind of spiritual karmic inheritance in the year ahead that will act as this tremendous form of support. Um, and that you will um, be blessed by another. That's to me, that would be the most positive, exciting piece. Sometimes it's also the brushes with mortality. I know that's a little heavy. I'm trying to be like super positive here, but imagine that you have you have a, a lump on your breast and you get it tested. And for a week, you're absolutely terrified. And then you find out it's nothing. That's the weird kind of gift that Jupiter in the eighth sometimes gives. It gives you the gift of life by bringing you just a little contact with death or darkness. And then because you came close to it, you go, oh my God, I see, it's like Scrooge waking up on Christmas morning. Kind of an eighth house Jupiter vibe. All right, let's go forward to Scorpio. If you're a Scorpio, then Jupiter falls in your seventh and the abundance comes through love, sex, marriage, relationships. That form of abundance could come through literally moving in with someone or getting married or finding a soulmate. Uh, and I mean, again, these to me are like the... The, the sort of peak expressions of what Jupiter in the seventh can bring. It could bring the abundance and positive growth or development of a spouse or partner's career, which could be an amazing thing. It could also bring important people into your life in general that you'll somehow partner with important people that grant or bestow some kind of greater wisdom or blessings or uh, a form of support that comes through another person. Uh, very similar to the eighth house Jupiter. But in this case, the seventh house Jupiter is probably more likely a person rather than what they have. It's who the person is somehow. 
but at any rate, so relationships and the blessings and abundance just pouring through in that in that space could make a very for a very happy year around love. All right, Sagittarius, the most positive thing I can think of for the sixth house, because it was a house of chop wood, carry water, is that this is a year where wherever you put the work in, it will give back even more than you may deserve. In other words, you put in 10%, you'll get back 100. You know, it's like, a, it's like you know, when your kids are first learning to do chores and you give them, you know, I don't know, let's say you got to feed the dogs or something and then you give them $10 for doing it. And it's like, over time, you know, the the work will match the pay for the allowance that you provide. You know, if you have kids or something, you'll come up with some chores and the allowance will be, you know, pretty well matched for what they have to do. But initially, you're just trying to get them excited about the concept of doing chores and getting an allowance or something. So you give a $10 bill. That's sort of like Jupiter in the sixth house. Jupiter in the sixth house says, put the work in, put the sacrifice in, put your sweat and love and a, a little bit of tears and blood into it, so to speak. And you will be amazed at the abundance that will grow in return. The other thing that can happen in the sixth house is wherever there are blocks, frustrations, obstacles, you'll find that somehow there's just good luck helping you through. And to me, those are the most positive, like outstanding things to look forward to. Put in the work and you will be amazed to see what grows. Where there are frustrations and obstacles, you'll be amazed to find it how smoothly they end up going. All right, well, Capricorn places Jupiter into the fifth. This was a place associated with joy, creative fulfillment, children, pregnancy. I love this. I mean, one of the most positive, optimistic things could happen is like if you're trying to get pregnant, you'll get pregnant. If you're wanting to have kids, you'll have kids. Your children will be a great, tremendous source of joy and accomplishment in the year ahead. Or you could find tremendous creative fulfillment in writing a book or, you know, uh, writing music or uh, your sex life could go, you know, just in the right direction somehow and be a source of, um, you know, great pleasure. You could also see that the fifth house Jupiter would provide ample opportunities for creative collaboration with other people, that it'll get you in touch with what really makes you happy, not what you ought to be doing out in the world, not what you ought to be accomplishing or how you're contributing, but quite simply what makes you happy. Fifth house Jupiter will make you happy by helping you do more of the things that really bring you joy. So this is a year at the best for Capricorns where spontaneity, creativity, uh, sort of joyful celebratory themes, childlike themes are uh, on full display and helping you feel lighter and easier. Uh, and that's good for Capricorns. Capricorns need that especially. All right. <clears throat> Saturn ruled signs. Got to whistle while you work. Okay, well, uh, let's go on to Aquarius. So Aquarius places Jupiter into the fourth house. Obviously, the best and brightest things from Jupiter in this house will include things like buying a new home, uh, renovating, or you know maybe you uh, buy a hot tub or something. You'll uh, add a room or repaint a room, or you'll there'll be babies born in the family. The family will expand and grow, or the house or home or property, or you'll buy a retreat center, or you'll buy a piece of land with the hope to develop a retreat center on it. You know, these, these kinds of things. Jupiter in the fourth says there is healing, growth, vitality, richness, fertility around the topics of home, family, living environment, ancestral work. So you could see healing around family karma, growth and expansion of the family or of the dwelling place and of your roots being thicker, richer places for uh, development and, um, and abundance. So that's what I love for Aquarians uh, with Jupiter. Last but not least is Pisces. And this places Jupiter in your third house, the place of the daily round. 
the place of our daily lunar rhythms. This place was called Dia, and which means goddess and the joy of the moon. It refers to our everyday immediate environment and the rhythms that we keep in those spaces. It is also related to the mind, to siblings, and to um, anything that occupies our. It's like the it's the third house is like the water is uh, the the water is to the fish. It's the environment that we're in every day that's so so subtle and um, pervasive that it's hard to take notice of it, which is why the third house is one of the hardest houses to describe. So when you see Jupiter coming into the third house, you think of like people developing really healthy, rich, supportive habits and rhythms in their everyday life. You think of the mind growing. You think of uh, learning and education and the skill development in positive ways. You think about communication becoming a little bit um, bigger and maybe steadier and more confident with Jupiter and Taurus. So, you know, development of mental and emotional um, groundedness and confidence, uh, which is good for Pisces, especially with Saturn in your first house right now, where you could be feeling a little bit more melancholic. So Jupiter just adds that element of supportive joy mentally and emotionally over the next year, which, you know, like if I were Pisces rising, like I'd totally take that. Jupiter in the third house also suggests to me that the idea is that what you grow in the environment around you that supports just a daily sense of well-being is um, going to flourish. And if you grow good things, you will find that your everyday life and world uh, starts to feel more vibrant and rich and fertile and um, happy. So take care of what you're growing psychically around you, um, and you will find that it is um, tremendously supportive this year. All right. So that is my most over-the-top, joyful, exuberant best case possibilities for all of you out there with Jupiter into Taurus. Will it happen? No, <laughs> you know, like not to that extent every single day, but I think that's the ceiling that we can hit. And those are some pretty awesome ceilings for all of us. And I think if we keep those things in mind, we have things to get excited about. I think as people who can, you know, people who converse daily with the gods, people who spend their lives uh, steeped in astrological information, it can be a little bit like doom scrolling, you know, just like looking at the news and like, oh, and, and there's a comet going to hit the earth and Pluto's fucking with Mars and like, you know, it's like that all the time. So today I thought, no, no, <laughs> we're going to have some over the top joyful interpretations of Jupiter and Taurus. Uh, I hope that this was good for you. It was good for me. Uh, so uh, we will do more this week. There's some big transits coming up that, of course, we'll spend time talking about, uh, including Jupiter, Mars, Pluto configuration, which will be, you know, be, be back to uh, turning the archetypal. You know, it's like, well, how are we being cooked alchemically this week? Well, we'll return to that tomorrow. <laughs> All right. I hope you guys are having a good one. We'll see you again. Bye.